Well, good morning. It's a Friday, and we are finishing our time in Acts today. It's been a fun journey. We've been on this journey for a while, several months. Goes back, golly, probably goes back to the summer, I'd imagine. We've been doing this for a while. So uh, today we'll finish up. We're going to read about Paul in Rome and what's happening there. And um, and then uh, just a little bit of um, housekeeping. Next week is Thanksgiving, and so we'll have I'll probably get to record several videos early in the week, so we'll have several videos. I, I, I think what I'm going to do next week, though, is um, to go look at some Psalms of Thanksgiving. You know, we'll take, you know, y'all know I love the Psalms, so I think we'll just take a little bit of time and look at some of our favorite Psalms, and um, that are Psalms specifically about giving thanks, and I think we'll do that, and then we'll start, um, we'll figure out next week where we're going, but I, I wanted to kind of, if you've been doing Rooted for any length of time, you know, I always like to use the Psalms as kind of a reset between longer things, you know, I always, uh, I joke, if you've ever been to like a fancy seven course meal or something, they'll bring out like some, some type of ice cream or sorbet to kind of cleanse the palate between the, between the courses. To me, the Psalms are always that they kind of cleanse our palate before we move to the next thing. So anyway, we'll finish up Romans. I'm finishing Why do I keep saying Romans? I did that yesterday. We'll finish up Acts today and, um, and then we'll move to um, some Psalms next week. Let's read verse 23, um, and we'll read 23 through uh, the end of the chapter, which is going to be um, verse verse 30. So 23 through 30. This is chapter 8, of course. Chapter 28, rather. After they had set a day to meet with him, they came to him in his lodgings in great numbers. From morning till evening, he explained the matter to them, testifying to the kingdom of God and trying to convince them about Jesus, both from the law of Moses and from the prophets. Some were convinced by what he said, while others refused to believe. So they disagreed with each other. As they were leaving, Paul made one further statement. The Holy Spirit was right in saying to your ancestors, to the prophet Isaiah, go to this people and say, you will indeed listen, but never understand. For you will indeed look, but never perceive. For the people's heart has grown dull, and their ears are hard of hearing. And so they have shut their eyes, that they may not look with their eyes or listen with their ears or understand in their heart and turn, and I would heal them. Let it be known to you then that the salvation of God has been sent to Gentiles. They will listen. He lived there a whole two years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with boldness without hindrance. So we see Paul kind of finish out his, his thing here. We see him cementing what we have seen happen to him throughout his um, entire ministry. This follows the same pattern we've seen in so many places Paul went. He would go to the synagogue. He would teach. He would um, share the good news in the synagogue. And some would hear, many would not. And then after that, when he was rejected by many of the teachers, he would then move to the Gentiles. And that's what he's saying here. He said he came, he taught to them out of the apostles, I'm sorry, out of the out of the prophets and out of the law. Some believed, many did not. And he said, you've got, you've got hardened hearts, you're not listening. So this good news is now going to go to the Gentiles. Because it was like we said yesterday, the gospel is not about any group. It's about all who follow Jesus. So Paul is saying, because you would not listen, because you would not hear, um, the good news is now going to go to these Gentiles. So they will hear. He says, um, uh, verse 28 says, let it, be known, let it be known to you that this salvation has been sent by God to the Gentiles. They will listen. And so he they lived there for a whole two years. And um, we see that Paul had uh, an amount of luxuries. Remember, Roman, Rome has different kind of prisons. 
We see him in different jails. But here, um, the, it sounds as though what's happening to Paul basically here is he's under what we would think of as something like house arrest. That seems to be his condition, is that he's under house arrest. So uh, he's under guard. He is um, he's teaching and preaching and welcoming visitors and able to pretty much do as he wills. So this is kind of where the book of Acts leaves off. Uh, Paul in Rome, teaching, preaching, sharing the good news. People are getting saved. The church in Rome, of course, is the, is the central nervous hub. It's the, it's, the, it's the heart, the brain, the soul of the Roman Empire. So everyone, you know, what's the old saying? Um, all, all roads lead to Rome. Um, so that's how the Roman infrastructure was built. All roads did lead to Rome. And so as people came to hear Paul teach and preach and were converted, um, then many of them went back to where they where they came from. They went back all over Europe, and uh, the gospel took root all over Europe. Um, it, the story I always love is when they sent missionaries to uh, what was what is England now. Uh, they went there and they found there were already Christians there because the Roman army had been there and there were Christians in the army. So they began to make conversion converts, and so when the first missionaries went to Celtic Ireland. Uh, they found Christians waiting on them already because they had already heard the good news. Um, of course, we see here how important Rome is to to the government, I mean, to the empire. And so um, the individual who would become the bishop of Rome, um, the leader of the church there in Rome, has uh, obviously a high, a high honor and prestige. And that bishop of Rome, uh, it becomes the pope um, in time. So... Um, in fact, there's when Henry VIII broke off um, the Church of England from Rome, uh, his line was the from the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, Henry VIII's line was the Bishop of Rome. The Bishop of Rome has no authority on this island. <laughs> so, um, so that was the beginning of the papacy and the Roman Catholic Church, which would then become the church that all those Protestants came out of. Particularly if you live in the West. So, um, and then Scripture doesn't tell us uh, what happens to Paul, but. Uh, tradition tells us that Paul was martyred under Nero. You may remember from your histories that there was a great fire in Rome. And um, and you've heard the expression Nero fiddle while Rome burned. Uh, when, the Rome, when Rome burned, uh, Nero was the uh, emperor. And, um, and he began to persecute Christians and Jews after the fire. And uh, it was probably at that time um, Paul was martyred. That's what most... Most scholars and most historians think happens that Paul was martyred. I think I think the typical date given is around 68 AD. And I don't know if that's exactly right, but around 68 AD was when Paul was martyred. And uh he was buried outside the city walls uh, on the land of a um of a um Christian there. And uh, eventually a church was built there, St. Paul outside the walls. And um in the 2000s, they found a um sarcophagus there that said in Latin, the Apostle Paul, and um, they dated, um, they dated the sarcophagus, and it goes back to the time of Paul. So, most scholars feel pretty confident that church there um, in Rome was built on the actual burial of burial site of Paul's grave, and they feel like the sarcophagus they found there was Paul's sarcophagus. So, I mean, they aren't one hundred percent sure, but it does. Everything that they found and all the evidence and everything that they identified does lend itself to feel pretty confident that is the actual burial site of Paul and the actual um, 
sarcophagus ball. And I think I think that's cool, y'all. First thing about it, to just remember, Paul was an actual human. He, he was an actual man. It, it it's easy for us to read the Bible and read the stories of Paul and Peter, read the book of Acts, and, and see these uh, almost like fairy tales or, or things that happened uh, long ago. Um, me and Thomas were watching a movie recently the other night, and one of the lines in, in, in the movie was one man was um, questioning the other man, and he said, are you a Christian? Yeah. Do you believe the Bible? Yeah. So we know those miracles like back in Bible days don't happen anymore. And, and we are tempted sometimes to read the Bible, to read about Paul, to read about Peter, to read about the apostles, to read about the early church and say, well, that was just, we may not in our mind say it's fairy tales, but we don't treat it like actual history sometimes. And we don't think that the miraculous of that day still holds up. At least we don't live like it, do we? We don't live like it. Paul was just flesh and blood as we were, as we are. But the power of Jesus that worked through Paul's life is the same power of Jesus that works through our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. The same Jesus that appeared to Paul and converted him is the same Jesus who converts now. The same Holy Spirit that empowered Paul to be faithful is the same Holy Spirit that we have access to now. The same God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is the same God that is at our reach now. These aren't just stories we tell ourselves to amuse ourselves. These aren't just historical things that don't have any relevance to us now. The same God that Paul encountered in the book of Acts is the same God that we serve now. So, sometimes we forget, we can forget the power at our disposal, can't we, friends? Sometimes we can forget the power of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we can forget the goodness of God. So today, remember, the same God that was working Paul's life. Same God that worked in your life as well. Be strong, have faith, trust in God. He's at work in all things. All right, well, join us next week as we look at some of our favorite psalms, and then we'll move into the Old Testament in the coming weeks. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great weekend. If you're in the Madison area, we'd love to have you worship with us at St. Matthew's this coming Sunday. Have an awesome day. See you. Thank you.